Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Peter John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! I pull a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! <laughs> oh, this is where the power episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and sitting right next to me is my brother, Tommy. How's it going? I'm doing good. How you doing? And joining us once again is our good brother from Pro Wrestling 101 on Instagram. It's Richard. How's it going? I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Damn it. Do, do, do. <laughs> Do, do, do. Sorry, we're, we're like doing inside jokes now, and everyone's like, what the hell is well, this? Well, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, here we are back at it for another episode of In The Click. Richard, have you gotten used to the time change today, one hour forward? I, I, I'm I so deprived on sleep, I don't even know what day of the week it is anymore. <laughs> Actually, let me see. Uh, it's starting to get dark now. So, uh, But I love this time of the year now. It's going to be longer days, daylight later into the day as well. So uh, I look forward to it. It's going to be a good time. Not only are we on the road to WrestleMania, like you said, it's spring forward. Spring's about to be here, what, next weekend, I think, or yeah. sometime this week. So baseball good time. season's around the corner. Yeah, baseball, WrestleMania. Oh, so much good stuff coming up, but uh, yeah, back at it for uh, a busy week in pro wrestling once again. So as always, remember, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at in the click in the click at gmail.com. Get the merch, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit of clickbait let's, news. Let's- Let's let's get into our first caller. First caller, we should. Do, I mean, I think we could set up a phone line. Eventually. Tommy from Alameda, <laughs> you're on in the click. Hey y'all, uh, long time <laughs> listener, first time caller. I just want to talk about how you know Terry Funk is so underappreciated <laughs> as a worker. You know, I you know. I'm from Texas originally, so yeah. Amarillo, where he was big, you know, in the territories. Oh, jeez. Him and Dory Funk Jr. and their dad, you know, Dory Sr. Be be kind to our callers. Keep keep going. Anyway, speaking of NWA, let's talk about the NWA. Perfect segue right there. Tommy earned his money tonight. (laughs) Or his pizza, I should say. Boom. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, uh, NWA, a lot of announcements this week. So, if you followed NWA on social media, you've been seeing some of those announcements as well. And we talked about it uh, off and on for the last couple weeks now. So, uh, we already told you guys about their first big pay-per-view back at it. It's called Back for the Attack. It's going to be next Sunday, March 21st, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Fight TV on pay-per-view. And um, 
over the last like week, they've been posting, I guess, some of the people appearing on that pay-per-view. So first up, they announced Slice Boogie, which is actually someone, Tommy, you and I saw at West Coast Pro Wrestling, I believe. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. Yeah, about a year ago. Yeah. So a uh, very talented dude. I think he's from New York. Right? Yeah. Did he have he, like, all the New York gear? Well, he had like the orange and blue tights so the the new york mets yeah colors. yeah yeah i'm yeah. assuming he's a new york mets fan and then also crimson who's uh of course from tna impact fame mm-hmm. which richard i remember he was already working for the nwa because remember like uh yeah. on nwa power there'll be like those brawls that go outside the <laughs> ring or to backstage crimson would come out in a suit and be like breaking it up so i'm guessing he was well, working behind the scenes yeah yeah but he was also doing a, a- tag team for a minute with jack stain and they had road warrior animal as their manager that's right. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. That's yeah. Right. So, uh, it was very cool to see Crimson get back at it. And Plus, he did have league. a title match against uh, Nick Aldis a couple of years ago. Crimson oh, yeah. did? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Mm, it's, okay. It was on YouTube before they took it down. Um, that, is everything on YouTube still gone? It's still gone. Yeah, it's just the two videos. I mean, I'm guessing maybe all the other videos are just made private. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had they not completely deleted them. That'd be kind of sucks. But if, yeah, if you go to NWA's YouTube page, you now there's only two videos, and that's the recent stuff, um, the announcements that they have going on. But uh, also, Jordan Clearwater is going to be performing. I think he's going to be a, quite a young up and comer. I don't know much about Ooh. him. Yeah, I've only seen one of his matches on YouTube, but he looks like he's a one of those fresh baby faces. You cool. Know. He, he's he a, the albino kid. No, he, I mean pale, he's, he's got pale. Yeah, he's got blonde hair. He's yeah, got he's in, white pale skin. Or, or, yeah, I mean, I don't albino. know. Much. <laughs> and then he's all just, listed at like six three, two hundred twenty pounds. Oh wow, on there. Oh damn. Um, just also, like me. Just like me. <laughs> yeah. Cut. <laughs> Ty- uh, Tyrus is also going to be on the show, formerly known as uh, oh, what was his name in the He's WWE? The, the, the Funkasaurus, yeah, or the that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so uh, he's been doing I, a lot more. He hasn't been wrestling Fox. as much. What's he that? works on? He works for Fox. Yeah, he was that's doing right. like he's been contributing on Fox News or but like he something. was on Impact as well. Yeah, that's was right. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I remember him. Um, well, and then no, also, one, no one watches Impact though, so I don't know where anyone. <laughs> well, this was several that. years ago. Yeah, he was no one was like watching a, several years ago. I know. <laughs> he, he, oh, I don't know what was his name. He was just Tyrus. Oh, he, I think. I remember. I, I, it was a faction, was, right? Uh, he was like the, like the enforcer for someone. Yeah, Eli Drake. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. I'm trying to look. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, L.A. Knight, man, he might have a match this coming week. And then also Maybe. was it also announced was uh, Chris Adonis, uh, formerly known as WWE superstar Chris Masters. So Chris Adonis, I believe that's his indie name he goes by. Yeah. So uh, no, good it's for good him. Man. I mean, Richard, you and I were talking. That's someone that we're still kind of surprised that he hasn't been officially signed anywhere in recent memory. He's been doing the indie stuff for years post leaving WWE. He had the little stint. In TNA, you were telling me, which I was like, oh, yeah. And then Global Force, right? Wasn't doing stuff in Jeff Jarrett's yeah, Global Force. Right. Yeah. yeah, and he wrestled, I think, some matches for big-time wrestling as well. Yeah, I mean, so he's been you know doing the indies thing yeah. for, for years now, him and Carlito, who are tight. So they've been doing a lot of stuff together. Um, so one of the first matches announced was going to be a Fatal 4-Way. So Crimson, Jordan Clearwater, Slice Boogie, and Jax Dane. Now, uh, Richard, Jax Dane, is that the... Former NWA heavyweight champion. Yes, he was. Okay, gotcha. I was going to say, he looked familiar. He lost the title to Tim Storm. Gotcha. Oh, that's right. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, it was also announced that uh, Billy Corgan, owner of the NWA, put out a video announcing that uh, the main event for Back for the Attack is going to be Nick Aldis defending the NWA World Heavyweight Championship against Aaron Stevens, um, which is cool because, you know, Aaron Stevens has been with the NWA since its big return to NWA power. And I guess the show will be dedicated, obviously, to Joseph Hudson, a.k.a. Jos- Josephus and the question mark. And obviously we know uh, Aaron Stevens and the question mark were a thing well god almost a year and a half ago when nwa power started so uh i think it's very cool it's obviously the show is going to be dedicated to him and then this main event is also very much going to be in his memory as well so uh it's going to be cool man i'm looking forward to it. it's going to be on sunday uh, a few hours before wwe's fast lane so it's going to be a busy day uh i'm sure for a lot of fans watching nwa first and then tuning in the fast lane right after so definitely uh check it out support uh nwa for their big return and then and, um, I guess they're going to be filming a lot of stuff well, that weekend as well for the show. It also looks like if you're looking at the video packages, we're going to get a return of Tim Storm, Trevor Murdoch, mm, Thunder yeah. Rosa, Molina mm. uh, uh, for, from WWE. If you haven't seen NWA before, Molina mm-hmm. Perez is there. Um, um, Camille. Camille. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then her her, her fiance, um, Thomas Lattimore. Thomas yeah. Lattimore. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte Flair's ex, right? Yeah. Yep. 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 You got all smirky. Like uh, he just he just traded one giant blonde in for another. I know. What a lucky guy, man. So bastard. I need a British accent or something. Isn't he Australian? Or he's Australian? He's Australian. Okay. It's the same thing. Australia just. Australia is just a prison island for us for for the England, Brits. So. Yes, yeah. It's the same thing. Exactly. They're terrible people. All of them. What, and all these other countries and New yeah. Zealand is just the redheaded stepchild yeah. of yeah. Oceania. Kiwis, yeah, the Kiwis, Darren. <laughs> uh, so no, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing NWA come back and obviously see the presentation of this pay per view and obviously that hopefully that'll be kind of like a template for how the shows are going to be and um, I definitely yeah no so want to support them and so check them out on Fight TV and I I haven't looked yet I'm guessing probably gonna do like the packages right like kind of similar. Uh, or you can buy like probably like a handful of episodes for one price. So it looked, it looked, cool. I think it's, you can get four for, you know, 20 bucks or something. Gotcha. Okay, cool. And no, I look forward to that. I think that'd be really cool. Good deal. Yeah. Just something else. It's just, it's like one, like, you know, obviously during this pandemic, obviously AEW, WWE, NXT, they did their thing the whole time, but you know, all these other smaller promotions impact, actually impact kept going too the whole time. I'll give them credit, but you know, MLW, NWA, a lot of these other promotions were on hold and now Mm -hmm. the majority of them have all gotten back to work now. Yeah. New Japan. So now NWA is like the last promotion that we all love. That's finally going to get back going again. So I think Noah and all Japan as well. Yeah. So I mean, it's like it's. Uh, a full circle now, like uh, everything starting to feel more back to normal again, seeing right. all these promotions running shows. Uh, but yeah, so uh, looking forward to that. Good stuff. All right, so let's move on over to this week in WWE TV. We'll start off with Monday Night Raw. And man, just right out of the gates, Bobby Lashley comes out, has a match against The Miz, a rematch for the WWE Championship, which I was kind of confused. Like, wait, how did The Miz get a rematch one week later when I thought they took away the rematch clause a long time ago? I think that's kind of kaput. Thank God. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't like that because people held on to that so seriously. Like, we're never going to get a rematch. I like rematches when it's, it works, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Um, I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Bobby Lashley, man, comes out with a, a new entrance. As it was far, glorious. I mean, as far as uh, um, the music was a little bit different in the beginning. Yeah. But as far as the actual uh, graphics and the special effects, so it's like a big gold jumbo screen, and it says the Almighty Bobby Lashley, and he's got like those gold uh, lightning bolts striking the stage. Pyro. I mean, dude, it was so cool. I mean, it's like McMahon's like got a pyro, pal. I mean, it's uh, Richard. I want to ask you, like that type of entrance, is that a sign of a baby face now? Like, you think Bobby Lashley is officially a, bo- a baby face? I mean, no, no, I don't think that means that at all. I mean, look at look at Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. perfect example. Not a baby face. He he comes out to like the most badass entrance. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's like, and it I still gets over. I think, I think that's more so what they're doing is if, you know, especially if they don't know when they're going to have Brock, well, let's make a Brock. We have a guy that's like Brock. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's how I see it. So, I mean, but still, I, I, I see this and I see he, uh, he dominates in this match against the Miz. Just a squash match yeah. for Bobby Lashley. So he retains the title, WWE Championship. So I don't know about you, man. Do you think... He's not going to lose that title anytime soon, I would assume, based on this this presentation and just how he's being booked right now. No, but I, I did actually hear something I wanted to bring up to you. I totally forgot. Uh, I was listening to Bobby on After the Bell with Corey Graves, his podcast. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, if you notice, when Bobby Lashley won the belt last week, he came out in all black. And usually he comes out in black and gold for the Hurt business colors right yeah okay yeah so uh mvp asked him why uh, you're not wearing your other gear he goes uh why are you wearing all black and he's like because we're gonna go get the gold oh, oh. oh that's very cool now that's mm-hmm. that's what i'm talking about and then yeah i mean i like his i like when he wears pants i know he's wearing sh- yeah. you know, trunks for the longest time i like the pants look uh, on him yeah definitely i like the tights yeah the tights. so uh but no i i'm stoked for bobby and just where this character can go i mean the, where his current run is i think a lot of people are just happy for him and so that's why i'm i just really want to see how they're going to book him like is he still going to be a heel but yet everyone is so happy for him they're naturally going to start cheering for him so i mean that's that but that right there is kind of the story of the hurt business mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's 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 over and they're they're clearly heels like mm-hmm. they, they're just doing things that we want them to do so yeah. Yeah. they're the cool heels well, yeah. as far as what's next for Bobby Lashley, that's yet to be determined. We'll see on this week's episode of Raw what's next, especially with Fastlane coming up next weekend and WrestleMania right after that. So one possibility is based on what we saw later on in the night, Drew McIntyre taking on Sheamus in a no DQ match. Dude, this match these, was just awesome. <laughs> it was. These these yeah. two have have great chemistry. Yeah, it, it was just hard hitting, balls to the walls, back to back and forth. I mean, the the, the after photos that each of them posted of just their backs all shredded and red yeah. and torn up was that that was, speaks for itself. Oh yeah, it was, it was more more violent than uh, some death matches you see. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's just they laid into each other, and that makes me wonder. Like, real talk. Like, if you're a wrestler and you're okay, like not to break kayfabe, but you're wrestling like a legit friend of yours. Do you have 
better in-ring chemistry or you know how to treat each other better versus like a complete stranger? Everybody in ECW will tell you that uh, it's easier to go in there with someone that you like because you will just be able to beat the crap out of each other and, you know, uh, yeah, it's it's understood what's going to happen in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys just it's just yeah easier I think to deal with one another. But Look, no, this... <laughs> I just posted a photo uh-huh. what, yesterday or so of of Bubba Ray Dudley mm-hmm. uh, with a cheese grater to Tommy Dreamer's <laughs> forehead. Yeah, I saw yeah. that photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're the best of friends. And Joey Styles even says it on the announcing that these two love each other. It's <laughs> just like I, I I think you're it's just easier because it's someone that you're not afraid is is gonna take something the wrong way. Yeah, th- th- I think that's the big thing is you guys know where each other stands and what with one's action, the other person knows, you know, it maybe it's not intentional or it's for effect. You guys just have that that common bond. You guys know how to relate yeah. to one another. So it's uh well, no, it's funny when you say that. I mean they're also uh, a couple of the hosts on Busted Open Radio as well, so that's very cool yeah. <laughs> seeing that. So um this match ultimately led to um a no contest because both of them each grab like the top half of the stairs they go charging at each other the stairs hit each other and they both fall down and are like knocked out and Seamus the camera angle they had for him where he the the, the top of the the, the uh, stairs hit him the way he sold that was great as far yes. as like you know the 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 ricochet bouncing into him, no pun intended. It looked like it hurt it. Drew was not as much, but I mean, you know, it's really tough. I think to time that, and you can't see your opponent because you had to stare in front of your face. But I, I I I think that the I didn't realize how ugly it looked until the replay. Yeah, when they kept replaying over and over, it was like, yeah. oh, okay. it was like, oh, that does kind of fall on his face. <laughs> so like it, I won't break kayfabe there, but yeah, there's. There's new equipment. That's all I'll say. <laughs> what, which what equipment? Uh, for, for the okay. stairs? Yeah, they're lighter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So no, but I mean, just match the way it just it ended like that. It's no DQ. So now, obviously, okay, this is the second match to end no DQ. There's going to be a third one. Obviously, now there's talks of. Probably gonna be a match at Fast Lane, and uh, hope what kind of stipulation would that be? That's yet to be determined. But uh, let me ask you this: Do you think that match at Fast Lane, if it happens, which will probably will, should it be like a number one contender match? And the winner faces Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania, or, or as a possibility, maybe there's some weird, you know situation how the match ends at Fastlane and both of them could take on Bobby Lashley and just make it a triple threat at WrestleMania. Yeah, that could work. So here's where I'm conflicted. Okay. So I know that one of the main reasons why Bobby Lashley came back to WWE is because he wanted a match with Brock Lesnar. And he has not got that match since he's come back. We all know that clearly Mm because we all want to see it. I think the only difference between him not having that opportunity before and now is now that Bobby Lashley is the world champion. It's a higher stakes match than just having two guys have an athletic competition. Yeah. So, So, I mean, like part of me is I really feel like this could easily be a triple threat because that way Sheamus could be the one to eat the pin. That way you could could stay strong. You and could Bobby. also tell that story, though, with what just happened on Raw, because that could be their way of getting Sheamus off of TV. 
so Drew can have his WrestleMania match. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like there's an out now for Sheamus. So Sheamus, you know, it's. It, I hate to say it this way, but he wouldn't have a WrestleMania match. But. Yeah, I mean, what do you prefer? Do you prefer a one-on-one match or a triple threat match for WrestleMania for Bobby Lash? Bobby Lashley. I mean, for me, I'm really on the fence about triple threats. I'm always a big fan of just one-on-one, especially on I, a big stage like WrestleMania. I would rather save the triple threat for Roman, Daniel Bryan, and Ed yeah. and, and give Bobby a one-on-one. Because I don't think you want to do two triple threats like that. And that's what I'm glad you brought that up. That was another idea I had based on what we saw on SmackDown, which we'll touch on shortly. So we'll see how this plays out. But I mean, Sheamus, I mean, we talked about it for weeks as he's been putting on these banger matches and obviously him and Drew have been doing some great work. And um, I mean, they're the top two guys that have a a reason to claim against uh, challenging Bobby Lashley. So we'll see how this goes. But yeah, I, I love this match just how hard hitting it was. And Richard, I always think about that comment you made a while back where you can be violent, but not like bloody. You know what I mean? Like you could be hard hitting. Yeah, blood and guts, bleeding everywhere. You can be hard-hitting and still have a very, really strong story of of destruction. And this was a great example of that. These two guys beating the crap out of each other without having to use blood. So yeah. that's something I really enjoyed. All right. Next up, a segment that I'm kind of like, I don't know how to interpret it, but it was the whole back and forth between Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman. This is, I think, leading to going to be a match between Shane and Braun at WrestleMania because we know Shane McMahon, he needs a spot on WrestleMania on the card, especially when it's two nights now. They've got a lot of matches to fill up. So Braun comes out. He's still pissed at Shane, demands an apology. Shane McMahon comes out, and he just flat out says, I'm sorry, or I apologize. And then walks out and then he's walking up the ramp and he turns around and starts talking to Braun again some more. (laughs) And he's like, he didn't say like, he didn't fly out, call him stupid, but he says other people have more or less, you know, think Braun is stupid. And, you know, Shane was kind of, I felt like was circling, walking around a little bit. Like, I don't know if he forgot his lines or he was like having these real long, dramatic pauses. It was kind of a little awkward feeling. But eventually, yeah, he said, and a lot of heavy breathing. Yeah, breathing too. It was, it was a really kind of odd, uh, Segment, I thought the way it played out, but he has um, asthma. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, he was just mocking him and just his intelligence. And, um, so, um, he pissed off Braun. Braun starts chasing him out of the ring. And then, uh, Shane, what Braun thought Shane jumped in like an SUV and drove off. But so Braun sees the SUV drive off and he's like, Oh, well, I guess I'm done. And he just walks away. Then Shane comes out hiding from behind a wall or something. He's like, how stupid he is so it's like wiley coyote so and roadrunner <laughs> so yeah i mean like so stupid so what do you think it's just like I, I, I you were telling me off the air a little bit that you really think in this storytelling braun is the bully and shane's just outsmarting yeah. him yes so I, I think that that braun braun's trying to use his size and his weight and be the big intimidating guy that he is to get what he wants. I mean, he's demanding title matches yeah, and that's not how you do things. You go and earn them. And it's just kind of like, why, why is he automatic? Like he's been on raw for a minute now and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden he thinks he's the guy. Yeah. 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 So to me, Shane's the, the, the baby face, even like even him provoking Braun the way he did, 
I feel like that's kind of giving the bully a taste of his own medicine. Like mm-hmm. that's standing up to the bully to me. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. Are you in favor of seeing Shane versus Braun at WrestleMania? Or I'm just throwing this out I'm, there. I saw someone on Twitter put this out there. Um, maybe Shane doesn't fight and then brings back uh, the tall guy from Raw Underground, Daba Kato. Oh, him. And him no. and Braun can fight it out. Like So he's fighting on behalf of Shane. Who said that? Uh, I don't know. I saw it. I, you know, just scrolling. You know, when you look on Twitter during Monday Night Raw, people always throwing ideas out there. So I'm always scrolling and trying to keep mental notes of people what they tweet just out. Just their fantasy booking. Yeah. So yeah. Just- no, I would. I don't want to see. I want to see Shane. <laughs> Why? Like seriously? Like what's the bad rap on Shane? Because it's like every time he's ever had a match, he does something spectacular that we remember, right? Mm-hmm. Like whether whether it's. Looks like he's killed himself against Steve Blackman <laughs> or jumping off of whatever you tell him to jump off of. Or Kurt Angle like, throwing him glass multiple yeah, times, King of the Ring. Like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. So that it's just was, like whenever you get Shane in a match, it's, it winds up being pretty good. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting seeing how this continues and how Braun is going to be portrayed and just how Shane continues to outsmart him. So, yeah, no, it's very much Tommy. Like you said, it seems like a, uh, an old Looney Tunes cartoon with uh, yeah, Wiley Coyote and, and Roadrunner and Roadrunner. Well, <laughs> so am, am I do you think I'm wrong in my assessment of Braun kind of being a bully? What do you what do well, you I mean, for me, it's just like I, I, I'm with you. I think Braun's. I think wrestling needs bullies. So, well, I mean, for me, Braun, his whole stance it doesn't make sense. The logic behind it does not make sense. They all yeah. told him, "Like, dude, these are all former WWE champions in this elimination chamber match. You do not qualify. You were Universal champion. It's a whole different title, a whole different lineage. Yeah. Like, it makes sense." What Adam Pierce and Shane keep telling him, and Braun yeah. can't get it through his thick skull. That's like. He's just See, being, you're even going there now. You're like, going Damn it, there Braun. It's like, shut up. You know it's yeah. you know you're wrong. He's just, I guess, mad he got left out. And I mean, yeah, no, it's like, you know, people who are world heavyweight champions, that's the big gold belt. That's a separate yeah. thing. So I, I'm with you as far as Braun's logic does not make sense, and so Shane is right. So I'm curious how they're gonna keep trying to uh Trying to outsmart him in this situation moving forward, well, so it, it doesn't look like it takes much to outsmart Braun <laughs> He gives up and sees a car drive off. Yeah. Yeah. He just when he's like, doo, oh, doo, doo. okay, Braun smashes. He should walk with Michael Hayes, and Michael Hayes just goes, "What was this hand gesture Michael Hayes used to do?" Like just, yeah, that. Our listeners can't see you waving your hand like this. And he would do the moonwalk on occasion. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. um, no, but I, I think for the most part, Raw is getting better. They've been having more competitive matches, and there's a lot of other great matches. But, you know, from time constraints, we won't get into all of them. But uh, some good stuff coming up on this week's Raw as well that I'm looking forward Ooh. to. Yeah, yes, the U.S. New title. Day. New, day, new Day in the U.S. Per- her business, all that stuff. And yeah, obviously, I mean, we talked about enough, Randy and Alexa Bliss and their whole thing. So once again, Randy puking up more black goo. So we saw that at the end with AJ Styles match and AJ picking up the victory. So Papa Shango cursed him. Well, I was wondering if that was leftovers of uh, the ashes of Bray Wyatt. (laughs) 
he oh. ate them. He ate the ashes. <laughs> well, Keith Richards. God, God damn it, pal! What are you going to do with them? Do didn't something Keith, with the ashes. Didn't Keith Richards ate some of his father's ashes? Oh, oh! He said he snorted them. He snorted them like it was cocaine. That's right. Yeah, he thought it was cocaine. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! So he, he like a week later said that he it was a joke, but I think that was based off of bad publicity. <laughs> he was like, "Oh my god, everyone hates this." I better backtrack. So, all right, let's move on over to Wednesday night for NXT. I mean, the show started off with a bang as far as two big announcements coming from William Regal, uh, GM William Regal. So the first one being that NXT TakeOver, the next one, will be WrestleMania week. It's going to be Wednesday and Thursday night. So night one, night two, two nights. First night, that Wednesday on the USA Network. And then Thursday, uh, live on WWE Network by way of Peacock. Peacock, so, baby. Uh, yeah, Richard, your thoughts on uh, NXT two nights now, or at least for this for WrestleMania week? I, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I, I, that also just kind of reminded me that we didn't mention that Molly Holly got announced for the Hall of Fame that week. Yeah, and we're going yeah. to get a, a Hall of Fame ceremony. Yeah. Well, no, it's uh, so that's going to be on Tuesday. So here's yeah. Okay, so here's the schedule for WrestleMania week. So you got Monday Night Raw, which is the go home show for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Tuesday night is going to be the Hall of Fame ceremony on Peacock, and it's going to have the 2020 Peacock. and 2021 inducted. So they're going to have double Hall of Fame classes uh-huh. go in. I, I okay. Let me ask you this because, mm-hmm. because I didn't even think we were going to get a 2021 Hall of Fame class. But do you think they're just going to have Batista headline it for both? Maybe. Um, is he the biggest name you think going in this time around? He's the biggest name, no matter who you get, unless you're adding The Rock. So yeah, yeah. um, I would make yeah that makes sense if he'd be the last one to speak that night. Yeah, of course. But but yeah, no. But Molly Holly's the first one for 2021. It was very cool on the bump where um, Shane uh, Helms, Shane Helms, uh, told her live on TV, and her reaction yeah. was so good. And it so was, yeah, I, I wish they kind of do that more often, where they kind of surprise people and telling them very similar to like how the NFL does it now in the last few years. Oh to, yeah, they'll surprise people yeah and tell them hey by the way you're in, you're gonna go into the hall of fame and so that reaction was really cool yeah, yeah it would have been good if she said oh i'm really busy that day <laughs> <laughs> well and that's the thing is uh, uh i mean for people who don't know she was M- mighty molly as well <laughs> when she was uh pairing up with uh the hurricane and uh was uh the other guys with madness yeah <laughs> no. no was it i'm trying to remember who else was in rosie Rosie. Yeah, Rosie. Yeah. yeah. So he has Rosie, which is uh, um, Roman's older brother. Yeah. And then uh, 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 Hurricane and her. So, yeah, it was a little stable yeah, that's, superheroes. That, that's what it was. No, no, no. No, no. No. Rosie came later. Came oh, later. So, right. so it right. was okay. Molly and Hurricane. And then later on, Hurricane got Rosie and Stacy Keebler. Okay. That's what it was. I'm trying to remember the timeline of all these superheroes coming in and out of the hurricanes. Uh, yeah. uh, you should action. know that. You're, you should know that with that shirt you're wearing. My Mar- Marvel Avengers shirt on. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's very cool. I'm looking forward to the Hall of Fame. And then, yeah, so night, then Wednesday night will be takeover night one. So, the stand and deliver. Stand and deliver. That's the name. Night two on Thursday. Friday night SmackDown will be the go home show for WrestleMania. Then WrestleMania night one, Saturday night two, Sunday, mm-hmm. and then Raw on Monday. So you got one full week of WWE e- events every single night. So, 
it's gonna be a lot of stuff to talk about recap so i'm looking forward to it. it's gonna be a lot of fun oh yeah so um no but so hall of fame is gonna be happening so yeah molly holly so shout out if you haven't seen that go find the clip online it's very cool stuff but uh uh and then the second announcement william regal had was based on the shady actions of Nia and Shayna Baszler the week before with Adam Pierce. Um, he wanted to do a little course correction and reward uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai for not only winning the the first ever Dusty Women's Cup. Uh, he wanted to reward them by giving them become the first ever NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. So this has created a lot of discussion online. And Rich, I want to get your opinion. Do you think these titles were needed? Do you think WWE has way too many titles now? What's kind of your take on these NXT women's tag titles now being brought into uh, the fold? First, I, I thought too many titles, right? Yeah. And the more I'm thinking about it, it makes sense because NXT is kind of its own entity, right? It's booked completely different than regular WWE. Yeah. So my train of thought goes to this is part of their global expansion. Okay. So I think that those titles will, will wind up seeing be defended on NXT UK, yep. NXT Japan, NXT wherever. Mm-hmm. So I think it makes sense in the long run to have it like that. Yeah. Uh, and it makes it very cool because we might not see if we don't see the NXT tag team champions for a week or multiple weeks that might just be because they're going around the world to defend them <laughs> which is a really cool concept because wwe uh raw and smackdown do those you know global tours but like they it, it just feels like a regular wwe show where this feels like you've got an all japanese show and the, here comes the nxt tag women's tag team champions that's kind of cool yeah, no, I, I, you brought up a lot of good points, and I agree with you on that as far as, yeah, NXT, let's be honest, I know they're the third brand under WWE's umbrella, but they very much are their own universe. We've seen so many people who do well on NXT, then when they get to Raw or SmackDown, they kind of change things up or go a different direction with their character, and so NXT does one way of handling the wrestling business and that roster, and Raw and SmackDown are separate so, I mean, for me, I would, of course, have loved seeing the WWE Women's Tag Titles defended more often or have a presence more yeah. in NXT. It feels like they throw them a bone every six months. Exactly. And that's what sucks. But at the same time, I'm like, okay. And you brought up a good point. They got NXT Prime. They got NXT UK. And when William Regal was talking and had the whole women's roster standing on that stage, dude, how deep is that roster? I mean, especially yeah. with the new signings. They have so many talented women performers. It's insane just how deep that roster is. So, you know, theoretically, if everyone, you know, starts competing on a regular basis, that's going to be great. I mean, so those well, NXT tag titles should have plenty of people to, to fight for them. Further, furthermore, how, I think that also says something to how deep the main roster women's tag team division is. And we, we've been seeing consistently Nia and Shayna defending the belts against makeshift tag teams. It's like part of the thing I, people complain about is that they just threw these people together as a tag team. It's like, well, it's a new division. These weren't tag teams before. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't a women's tag team division before. So like you kind of have to deal with that. But yes. Um, well, so for me, keep in mind, you got NXT 
Prime, you got NXT UK, maybe, and also if you want to include NXT Evolve, if that's uh, you know officially going to be happening. So there's probably going to be plenty of women performers there. Is it, is it going to be called NXT Evolve? Is that that the- was the rumor that the graphics that were made and the the stuff that they already filmed at the warehouse that was the graphics used on the screen. Uh, okay. So, I mean, they didn't officially announce anything, but they said that stuff was filmed at that uh, one warehouse they use. So, for me, it's like, okay, NXT has plenty of shows now where that NXT women's tag titles can be spread out or used on those shows. So, that'd be kind of cool if, you know, not to jump a gun, spoiler alert, you know, Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon are the current champions now. So, maybe, yeah, they do a run in NXT UK at some point if they're still champions down the road or, um, you know, someone in NXT UK could take the titles and then they could do a program, a short run with those titles, have presence, have a strong presence on NXT UK. So I'm all for it now. Um, I mean, sure. It's a lot of belts to keep track of, but at the end of the day, as you said, NXT gets treated as its own separate thing. So, and and let's be realistic as well. Like as great as of a show as NXT UK is, I don't think that their, their fan base is, it's it's very small, so yeah. you know there might be people that don't watch the other brands and just watch the NXT brands mm-hmm. for all we know. So mm-hmm. you know, if you can follow it, then then go for it. I mean, I don't see why you couldn't follow it because I don't think anyone just watches one thing. Yeah, yeah, whether yeah. that's MLW, AEW, NWA, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. no. It will see how they use these titles. I hope they kind of have a, a strong presence on whatever shows that they go on. I mean, they, and they, they do travel and make appearances regularly on all their shows. So that'd be cool. Um, and then, so next up was uh, the first match of the night. It was the women's championship. Io Shirai defending against Tony storm. Um, I thought it was a solid, good match here. I mean, they, they this is a follow up from their triple threat from takeover last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you? What'd you think of this opener here? I thought it was very solid. I, I think those two always deliver. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, come on, Io Shirai at this point, like she's arguably the best women's performer in all of WWE. Just what she can do in the ring. It it was just so fun. Mm -hmm. I do want to ask you this. Did the right right person win? Um, I... Part of me is yes, Io Shirai, just to add to her legacy and her now very dominant title reign. I it's so it's another name to add to the list of people she's taken out. I wonder if they have bigger plans. I mean, we saw later tonight she challenged Raquel Gonzalez that she's next. So who knows if Raquel might be the actual one to dethrone her, then does EO go up to the main roster at that point? And then after that, Raquel can maybe have programs with Tony Storm or Mercedes Martinez. But that's a lot of heels right now. I, I'm with you. I'm pretty confident that she's getting called up fairly soon. But it also yeah. kind of makes sense that you could put over Tony Storm and then have a takeover match with someone else other than Tony Storm. You know, that way, that way, EO puts over two people instead of one on her way out. Mm, it just, so, to, to, I mean, to lose me, the t- it, drop the title this past week and then yeah, have a separate to, takeover to me, match. It, to me, it makes it, NXT does something that's somewhat predictable sometimes. Where uh, whoever's like a champion for that long, they they keep it until their last night. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, just kind yeah. of 
I see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, do you think maybe EO could potentially be dropping it uh, at one of the take nights of Takeover WrestleMania week, and then maybe gets called up that Raw afterwards, the Raw yeah. after Mania? Yeah. My only thing is, okay, so okay, well. I have more thoughts, but we'll jump into the next match because it's playing off that more, too. So uh, also during that opening segment, when William Regal crowned Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai as the NXT Women's Tag Champions, Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon grabbed the mic, come on down and challenged them for a match. And William Regal went ahead and granted it. So next, later on, we had a, a tag title match, the first one for the NXT Women's Tag Title. So Shotzi Blackheart taking on and Amber Moon taking on Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. I thought it was an OK match. I think Dakota Kai, Raquel, what's that? Okay. Okay. I thought it was very good. No, no, it's solid. It's just Dakota Kai and Raquel, like, I I, I think they have pretty good chemistry when they're working together. I mean, they're definitely more known, I think, for their singles runs. But, uh, I mean, this. I think they really focus more on the tag stuff in the last couple months because of the Dusty Cup. But, um you know, I, I this match was I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, I mean, Shotzi Blackheart did her thing, you know, flying out of the ring like she always does, the crazy stunts that she puts on out there. Um, but ultimately, it was a big shocker, surprise. So Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez were only champions for barely an hour before Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon defeated them and become now the second ever NXT Women's Tag Champion. So, what do you think of just that short title reign for uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez? I mean, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm a big, pretty big fan of uh, Dakota Kai. So it's just, for me, it's, you know, it's whatever. If they're the first, though. You, you can always say you were the first ones to have something. It's always a good thing. I'm, I'm a little frustrated because I'm like, okay, you just give them this, these titles and then you take it away from them one hour later. And I guess part of it I, is, well, <laughs> for me, for me, my only concern is that it's going to hurt Dakota more than it hurts Raquel because we see where they're going with Raquel. Yeah, so after their loss, they cut the promo backstage, and you know, Raquel brought up a good point. She's like, listen, you can be champion for a day, five days, five weeks, but we yeah. were the first champion, so no one can take that away. And then hey, like, Kane, Kane is a former WWF champion. He was for less than 24 hours. Yep. Is that when Austin beat him the following night on Raw? Yeah. 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 So I, I get that. It, it's just so we saw the backstage promo. Eosurai comes out and just challenges Raquel Gonzalez. So just calling her shy. I thought that was pretty badass on Eos part. Um, I guess for me, it's just it was a lot of back and forth the last few weeks in the women's tag division. As far as we see Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, they get screwed over last week. Even though it's heel versus heel, them getting screwed over, that's very much in a storyline what would be reserved for a babyface tag team to get screwed over. And then the following week, this week, they get the tag titles and then get them taken away. That's also very much what a babyface would potentially um, you know, be be uh involved with. So I very much thought like the whole it was a role reversal the last couple of weeks for the women's tag division. These heels are suffering all these losses that a babyface tag team would encounter to add more uh, sympathy towards them, if that makes sense. Sure, yeah. Okay. But they, they, they also somewhat cut, came out. I'm agreeing with you, by the way. Okay. They, when they came out and accepted the belts, they kind of like cut a babyface promo when they got the belts. And they're like, so we're going to have was, these belts for a long time. I'm like, oh, yeah. that was foreshadowing. 
Yeah. So um, anyway, I'm just saying it, it was a fun match, and then uh, but yeah, I'm happy for Shotzi Blackheart and Bermoon because they've been doing great things in the tournament, and you know Shotzi has her had her moment, especially in of last year when she was the leader of the War Games team. Amber Moon, since she's been back in NXT, has been really shining. So I think this is a great way as a reward to both of their hard work in recent months. So um, and I think. As baby faces, I think they'll do great things and really kind of elevating this women's tag team division now. So that's going to be exciting stuff there. Uh, so as they were celebrating walking out into the back and everyone's cheering them, we see the way back there and you see Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell, Johnny Gargano, and then um, Austin Theory comes up. And he thought Johnny paid off the, the psychiatrist or psychologist. And he's like, well, yeah, you got to pay. Those sessions are not cheap and then Austin's like oh okay and then he's still pissed at uh, uh, Dexter Loomis so I mean that match is going to happen next week so what do you think of the way here and Johnny's kind of manipulating Austin Theory to his advantage uh, much like Braun Strowman I don't think it's very hard to manipulate <laughs> uh, young Austin Theory here yeah exactly and then uh, uh, next up uh, we saw the main event involving the NXT championship Finn Balor defending against Adam Cole and baby baby it was Bay-bay. interesting Adam Cole still coming out with you know Undisputed Era music had the Undisputed Era gear you, you can't waste that music someone's got to use it for and that's group. the thing I think Adam Cole should still use it yeah, yeah. even as a singles I think I mean that music so he was the leader yeah, yeah and it was so attached to him but uh yeah Tommy what'd you think of this main event here oh it was great I mean I was surprised they even went out of the ring to have you know quite some hard-hitting action and um you know it was just a quality stiff match you know yeah I mean the thing is like this was on a regular episode of NXT so I was kind of curious are they really going to do a big title change here? Probably not. I mean, those moments are better well, safe for takeover. It didn't disappoint me. You, know? you, you, we, you, we say that, but then Bobby Lashley just won the WWF champion, WWE championship on Monday Night Raw. When was the last time that happened? A very long time. So I, that's yeah. why I enjoyed it every, even more. It was just, it's such a rare thing to see. And it's refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. So Richard, what do you think of the main event between the two of them? I thought it was very, very good. I like the aftermath of the main event stuff a lot too. We got okay. death, mag- death magnetic uh, uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so okay. So I mean, like I said, Finn Balor, Adam Cole. You're, you know, you're going to get a, a top notch match here. So they were both. I I, I, I really don't think this is the end of these two. Somehow, like there's just it feels like there's a lot left for those two to do. Like. Because that feels like a feud that, like, on paper the last couple weeks they've been building, but when you go back further, it's like, no, these two have had stuff for a while. Like, these two really... Kind of like like, uh, Gargano and Ciampa, right? Yeah. It it could be ongoing. I mean, but at least these matches are spread out, though. I mean, if it was on the main roster, these would be back-to-back weeks. (laughs) At least here... You know, the last time they fought was back in August after Karen Cross relinquished the title and Finn won, or it was the Fatal Four Way, and then mm-hmm. the, the 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 was it bonus time or a overtime match? Yeah, the following week. So Finn's two and zero against Adam Cole in the last six months. Yeah, baby, baby. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I could see them having another match at some point. Uh, but I, I said I really enjoy this match. I mean. I, I I think between the two of them, they're such top pros in WWE as far as wrestling goes. I, I doubt they can put on a bad match together. It would not surprise me to see Adam Cole cost uh, Finn, Finn Balor the NXT championship. So that's yeah. the thing. So they went outside. 
Kyle O'Reilly showed up with his denim vest and his Metallica Ride the Lightning shirt. Yeah. And, uh, you know, more or less, you know, scared Adam Cole. And uh, Finn was able to hit the, the 19, 16, 16 outside and yeah. the coup de gras inside the ring, get the yeah. victory. And then I like how Finn more or less just extended his hand and be like, all right, Kyle, go ahead and beat the crap out of yeah. Adam Cole. And Adam yeah. Cole was like, no, 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 no. And then we tried to low blow him. Kyle O'Reilly caught his hand. Yeah, his arm, yeah. Ripped off the Undisputed Era arm patch, band. arm band, yeah. and yeah. threw it and said, like, officially saying Undisputed Era is done. Yeah. What's did that, you notice? Did you notice uh, Kyle's elbow? Yes. That everyone's was... been commenting on it. You know what I think it is? I think it's bursitis. It's calcium. It's calcium from when he got suplexed on the steps. That's right. Okay. I it's thought it was bursitis. Up. Well, I mean, no. I just think it's all the liquid. Yeah, filled up. There. Yeah. Yeah. So we, no. we've seen that with John Cena, if you remember, a few <laughs> yeah. years ago. Yeah. So what do you think as far as, okay, and then Kyle Riley started beating up Adam Cole. I was kind of laughing the way he was throwing the punches. It was kind of like... Uh, uh, it was like it was, ground yeah. and pound MMA style. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I was, it was a little bit of a different style throwing punches at him yeah uh so my guess it's gonna lead to adam cole kyle riley probably one of the nights at takeover maybe night one and then finn balor's just standing in the ring watching them go at it and then all of a sudden the way it was shot you could see he feels like a presence behind him and he says what took you so long and he turns around carrying cross standing there and then they have arms the crossed mm-hmm. and you have the face off i mean yeah. and carrying cross the way it was shot it was perfect yeah. it made carrying look like See, a giant this, compared to him. This is the kind of thing we're going to miss when things go back to normal because we're not going to be able to get away with stuff like that when there's fans. Mm, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. They would totally just uh, like there's, spoil there's it. Been lots of these little gems like that that they've like stuff you could never get away with. Like with when Keith Lee crowd. would st- stand up in the corner. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, <laughs> like hello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, it looks like, yeah, that, we're going to get... Was that a Mrs. Doubtfire reference right <laughs> Thank there? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Good knowledge. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to get Finn Balor carrying across probably, I'm guessing, maybe night two of uh, TakeOver. I actually think these guys are going to mesh pretty well in the yeah, ring. I think so, too. It's going to be yeah, really fun. Balor's going to dish out just as hard as cross is and mm-hmm. so i don't know what's going to happen though i mean you know early predictions because there are those reports rumors that carrion recently went to the thunderdome and had a meeting with vince mcmahon so i wonder would vince call carrying cross the night after wrestlemania so would he actually put over finn balor mm. and you know just go to raw or smackdown so i don't know i'm kind of i'm kind of torn because finn we were kind of, you know, his title. What do you think of Finn Balor's title reign so far since he won it back in August? It's been good. It hasn't been as good as his first um, because he, he, we saw him in, in action a lot more and he was injured for part of this title yeah. run. So, yeah. Um, I, was say, um, I like this match because I mean, Adam me, Cole was going after the jaw in this match. Yeah, I, I, they're trying to tell that story and I was just kind of, that's kind of over that. Mm hmm. To me, the NXT World title hasn't been as prestige. I think the NXT, none of the titles have really meant that much the last couple months, to be honest. So, I mean, the women, yeah. the women's title, we haven't seen that defended that often. Yeah. Um, the tag team titles, not defended that often. The tag so, titles that, are in worse shape. But that, yeah, but that kind of tells you, like, the show has been great every week. It would, like, do belts really matter that much when, like, everything else is really exciting also we can't we, like, we go on 
No, no, no. Oh, oh we, we forgot to mention um, Jordan Devlin. Yeah, so speaking of titles, oh. uh, real quick. So Jordan Devlin cuts his video promo from the Ireland. The kid. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. Uh, he keeps saying, still claiming that he is the real NXT Cruiserweight champion, and he likes his time of the year. Everyone steps up their – oh, no, I'm sorry. That's Pete Dunn said everyone steps up their game. But uh, Jordan Devlin wants to come back. Uh, to America, his uh, flight restrictions have been lifted. He's tired of the rain and wants some sunshine from Florida. So it looks like he's he's challenging uh, Santos Escobar. So yeah. I'm guessing that's. I mean, but I think they said the match was next week, but I think that would be a better match for Takeover. Oh yeah, champion versus champion, the real winner. I mean, the winner becomes the official NXT Cruiserweight champion. In a ladder match. I was going to say a ladder match. Shawn Michaels, this is his perfect match to book. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's, they'll do that at some point. I think that'd be kind of cool. So uh, I'm excited for that. Uh, but it's just weird, though, because Jordan Devlin. Maybe I better call Scott Hall and get his blessing. <laughs> yeah. That's but Shawn Michaels. Scott Hall's one of the trainers there now, isn't he? Scott Hall? Yeah. Oh, um, oh I don't know. Um, I didn't know about that. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm just saying it's... Uh, uh, it's interesting because it's going to be heel versus heel again. So Santos Escobar, you know, he's been going up against like fellow heels. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, Santos dynamic. has friends. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, the difference. There. I look forward to that match, though. I'm I'm excited for it. I have a kind of feeling. Maybe? I don't like Jordan Devlin. I don't like I, looking at him. Like he's he's weird looking. Looks yeah. he legitimately looks like a cat. But he's a good wrestler, man. <laughs> but I, I don't think Jerry's got an oversized head on a tiny body. It's really yeah. weird. It's I have off-putting. a feeling Jordan Devlin's gonna win, and then Santos Escobar can move on up to like maybe the North American Championship. Yeah, that's more suitable. That's what for I'm him. thinking might yeah. be good for him because then he could take the NXT Cruiserweight back to NXT UK or 205 Live and all that stuff. So. Yeah, uh, but no, I, I really enjoyed this episode of NXT. It was action packed with three title defenses and uh, all these big announcements. So good stuff. Kudos. All right, let's move on over to Friday Night SmackDown before we uh, wrap things up. Um, the big thing, obviously, it's this uh, uh, three-way dance between Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, and Edge. So we see Edge, Daniel Bryan cut a promo to start the show, and they're both kind of spilling their, their cases of why they deserve to be in the main event of WrestleMania. Edge more or less saying, like, listen, you say you've been wrestling the most, you know, this beginning part of the year, but I've been wrestling up to like seven times a week back in the day. I mean, that's one thing, you know, that was like, what, 10, 11 years ago, but he fought like, you know, Undertaker, Eddie Guerrero, Kane, British Bulldog. I mean, just the list of names that he, he listed off there. So he's trying to say like, don't come at me saying you, you out wrestle everyone where I was kicking ass years ago. Um, Daniel Bryan comes out and, you know, puts his case up. I mean, what do you think, Richard, just that opening segment between the two of them? Not as good for what it was. Uh, I like that Daniel Bryan's got seems like he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's that's always a good good place to be when you have a legitimate beef with something. So, uh, you know, nothing he said was inaccurate. Nothing Edge said was inaccurate. So, to me, it feels like both of these guys are deserving. So, it, it would make sense to have a three way at WrestleMania. I was going to say, do you want to see a triple threat for this, and maybe Daniel Bryan could be the one to eat the pin. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good call. Then Roman can ask for his title shot because he never got pinned. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's what's interesting here. I mean, I I understand both cases; they both are very true. But Daniel Bryan, I thought brought up a good point. He said, like, 
you know, called out Ed and he's like, dude, like pretty much a hypocrite. I'm trying to go after my opportunity here. I'm fighting my way to get to that main event spot, WrestleMania. This is all I have. And you were the opportunist back in the day. And it more or less calls out, it's hypocritical of Edge being pissed off at Daniel Bryan for going down this route. When a few weeks ago, remember Edge went to Raw, Smack, SmackDown, and NXT, and he told Drew, he thought Drew should be more, you know, have like a swivel on his head and be careful of all the competitors coming after him. And so that's why I'm like Edge, like he's kind of backtracking up his own statements from a few weeks ago. So like I said, the hypocrisy there. But nonetheless, I enjoy this. They both got strong points of where they're coming from. And you see later on Edge walking backstage, confront Jay Uso. I thought that was a pretty cool segment there. And Jay was like, you know, you better be careful, Roman. And then the contract signing. <laughs> and uh, I like how Daniel's telling Roman, like, Roman was like, you know what? I don't want this match. And Daniel's like, well, fine. I'll, he's more or less like, you're a coward. And, you know, yeah. you want me to join your family? I'll join your family. I think often Seeker will like me having me around. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. And then uh, um, Uso grabs the mic and says, this match needs a special enforcer. I want to be the special enforcer. Edge comes out. Dude, and says, Jay Uso is killing it lately. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Edge comes out and says, I want to be an enforcer, so Adam Pearce made a match. So next week, Edge versus Jay, winner becomes a special enforcer of Fastlane. So I'm actually looking forward to that. That's going to be interesting stipulation and seeing just Edge on SmackDown again. First time, what, 11 years. So um, anything else from that contract signing that uh, you enjoyed seeing? Okay. I didn't enjoy anything else from it. <laughs> uh, a couple things else. Uh, uh, we see Big E make his big return after being out for a few weeks from his attack from Apollo Crews. I like how he comes out to all the cast and... Uh, uh, <laughs> the, um, he's looking beat up. <laughs> beat up and he rips it off and he's fine. But dude, yeah. this promo, Richard, you were just praising it. Yeah. It, it, this this to me felt like a, like a New Jack promo. It was just... You know, New Jack without the swearing. That's what it was. So it's just, uh, he had a believability in his eyes that, you know, you don't, you don't see often. Like he looked like legitimately F this guy. I'm, 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 I want this guy. Like he's, he's got a beating coming his way. So I like how he said, he's I, I thought going it was biblical. Just, yeah. It was pure fire. Like part of it feels tainted because of the way he came out mm-hmm. where it's like, like I, I, it doesn't take away from the promo for me, but I can see how someone could say that it, you know, he came out kind of silly and then got real serious real quick. But yeah, I, I thought the promos, the body of the promo itself was spectacular. And I enjoyed it though. I think Big E is finally starting to be a little more serious. And I think that's one criticism people have had for him. It's like he's kind of like the big goofball, and you know, if you want to be like a big time main eventer, gotta be a little more serious. And so. I think if this is the beginning of that transition to really start molding him into a main event competitor, I'm all for it. And I really enjoyed this promo here. And then um, he calls out Apollo Crews. He's looking around for Apollo. Apollo comes from behind, opposite side, beats him up and uh, um, you know tells him to stand up. And then he hits him. So I'm, I'm all for this. I'm, I'm guess I don't know if this should be a match at Fastlane or is this better serve for WrestleMania? But it looks like this is going to be the program for the two of them for the foreseeable future. And then uh, um, uh, this is obviously coming off uh, 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 
Sami Zayn also challenges Big E for a match as well. That was good. That's actually, yeah, before Apollo attacked him, he had this match with Sami Zayn, which was pretty good stuff, I thought, in the open challenge of taking over Baron's Cor- King Corbin's spot. Um, and then yeah. last but not least, I just want to touch on uh, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, and their whole thing right now. Um, we see Reginald go out shopping with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler had, had no desire to be there in the clothing store. And uh, Nia was all about it, spanking Reginald's butt and everything. Uh, what do you think of this whole shopping set? I kind of enjoyed it because it was just like... I, like I thought it was funny as hell. Yeah. It <laughs> like like the, the, longer, the longer it went on, the more I was chuckling. This is just like, oh my God, I can't believe how... how <laughs> long this is but like it was it, it was funny like i enjoyed it. it it did exactly what it was supposed to do and then uh later on reginald was modeling his clothes during the natty tamina versus sasha banks with bianca belair match and he was a distraction that caused them the match now they're using reginald to build up the, the tension between sasha and bianca and for me i'm just a little baffled because it's like okay bianca you're mad at sasha tell him like this is your problem. Fix it. I don't like losing. But Bianca, it's like, don't you see? Sasha does not want nothing to do with Reginald. Reginald just keeps sticking his nose in their business. So it's like, it's almost, I'm going to say like a stalker, but you know, he keeps like overextending his welcome. So I feel like Bianca, like, I feel like her, her reasoning for being mad, Sasha doesn't really, it's not too strong of a reasoning. This that is may- just to get them to the pay per view. Yeah, and that's the thing. Especially because next week we're going to get Naya and Sasha, right? Yeah. 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 So. That was Reginald's idea. <laughs> so, um, Reginald, okay. So, and where's Carmella? I mean, that's my thing. It's Carmella's now. She's, she's now looking for a new Somalia. <laughs> so, no, that's, that's it. <laughs> so, so she should have like a casting call or something. Different sure. people trying out. So, um, you know, overall, it was an okay episode of SmackDown. Uh, some of the other stuff was all right as well. But, I mean, those are the big takeaways from it. So, all well, right. Yeah, not everything's going to be five stars in Tokyo yeah. Dome. So. I, well, I guess for me, it's just Fastlane. It's just, re- no pun intended, a real big speed bump on this road to WrestleMania. And I feel like it should be, I don't know. I, I just kind of wish this pay-per-view wasn't happening. And you could just focus more on building up the stories to WrestleMania. But I feel like they got a shoehorn. Some quick matches. They always do this, though. It's, yeah, it's always I been, it used to be no way out. So yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right, so uh, let's start wrapping things up. Richard, where can the clicksters find you online? You can find me at Pro Wrestling One One on Instagram. And nowhere else. And nowhere else. <laughs> Please send out. your hate mail to me at on Twitter at uh, uh, at Baby Huey eighty three. And <laughs> and if you don't have Twitter but you have Instagram, you can send your hate mail. To me at baby Huey eighty three there as well. Yeah. By the way, thank you, Alonzo. My boy Alonzo is jumping on board and sending me hate tweets Good. on not Twitter. Alonzo, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. So, Tommy, how about you? Where can clicks just find you? Um, before I want to say, uh, I just want to say, um, the boxing world lost one of the greatest middleweight champions of all time, marvelous Marvin Hagler. May he rest in peace. Um, but you could follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Iron Fist nineteen eighty two. Awesome. I'm Baby Huey. Follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter and Instagram, as Richard just stated, at Baby Huey 83. Of course, at In the Click on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as well. Subscribe on YouTube and on your favorite podcast platform, in the click at gmail.com. Get the merch as well. And on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because Huey said so.